It's cutting into your exercise time. It's stabbing you in the back nine. And it's attacking your peace of mind. It's pain, and it's getting in between you and the life you want to live. CBD Medic targets your pain at its source. It's fast-acting relief with active OTC ingredients, plus the added benefits of THC-free hemp oil. Get back to your life with CBD Medic, available online and at CVS. These statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Sometimes I feel like a star, but only strictly where I'm famous. I'm in this foot along this hall, like we'll see where it takes us. I'm throwing back these double shots like whiskey here is weightless. Cause, cause this career I chose was even riskier than Vegas, yo. Hello, everybody. Welcome, welcome. You know, it's that time. It's Thursday night. We are live with Colby Rebel. And what a special treat we have in store for you tonight. I am so excited for our guest tonight. He is such a, a, a legend. I mean, I you know, I have to say it before he's on because <laughs> he'd be like, no, no. But he uh, he is an absolute legend in this line of work. And, you know, he travels the world uh, helping students develop their own gifts, uh, delivering messages of healing, um, delivering the evidence of our loved ones in spirit, and really serving as an inspiration to all of us as a reminder that we're not alone and that we all have gifts that we can develop and our loved ones are a thought away. So it's uh, he's funny, he's witty, I'm sure he's really tired because it's like one in the morning where he is. So I know we're really special here to have him tonight. So uh, he is a author. He is a professional psychic medium. He is a teacher and he is amazing. So I would love to welcome Tony Stockwell. Hi, Tony. Hi, Colby. Thanks for having me on. Uh, I am so excited. I'm excited. I'm hoping we're not keeping you up too late past your bedtime, but I'm sure we are. (laughs) Most most nights I'm up late demonstrating or driving home from another demonstration. It doesn't really matter. Okay. Okay. Wonderful. Well, thank you. Thank you. And I know you've got so much on your your plate these days. Been really busy. A lot of events and classes and workshops and a lot of travel. So... You are in the UK now, but you are heading to New York, well, just in the next week. Is that right? Yeah, on Sunday. Yeah, I fly out on Sunday. Wow. Wow. And you're going to be teaching two classes at the Omega in New York? Yeah, yeah. So I'm back there. I've I've been pretty lucky. They've invited me back every year for some years now. So um, I'm there for psychic detection. Uh, and then a uh, that's a three day and a five day trance class. Wow, wow! Yes. So I know the the trance really seems to have students really inspired because uh, I feel like they're all you know I've been watching the comments lately and you helping students understand that they can channel and make that connection. So what what would you say trance is in your words? For, for me. Um, Trance is, you say trance, I say trance. It's the same thing. (laughs) (laughs) 
Um, for, for me, um, trance is really the bedrock for mediumship. So once you've had an experience where you've become so passive that you allow spirit to come merge with you, so you really you're sharing the space. Mm-hmm. Um, from, from that point onwards, your demonstrations, the readings you do are never quite the same again. Because I think in mediumship, we have always have two options. When spirit comes close, we can either talk about them or on some level try to become them. So then you can take on their persona and, and humor and attitudes and how your hands and arms are able to gesticulate. All of that's available to you once you've been um, invited into trance and have done, of course, some development within that. And I think that uh, the mistake people make is almost thinking, well, I don't really want to be a trance medium as such. I want to do regular mediumship as we know it. But really, trance complements regular mediumship beautifully. But of course, it can also develop into um, um, trance, as I know it, as you may know it, uh, which is then the gateway for um, transfiguration, phenomena, uh, and other associated uh, phenomena. So trance healing, uh, um, atmospheric change, and that kind of thing. It's just being so able to allow spirit to be with us so completely and i try not to use the word portal because it sounds way out there (laughs) but i do i do think there's something in it when you when you have that bond of souls there is like a portal that opens between the two worlds so it's so many things trance and i've been doing it for 30 years and uh in that time it's evolved and changed and my view on that has changed enormously um, but yeah, so I should be doing that at Omega five days with lots of lovely people. Yeah, that sounds incredible. Mm-hmm. I bet that will just be amazing. And you'll be doing uh, a trance uh, demonstration for them as well. Yeah, in other years I've done sort of a trance demonstration, but recently I've been in uh, Colorado uh, with another trance group, and I demonstrated on each day. Oh, so wow. at the end of each day, I demonstrated. Wow. So one day it turned more to trance healing, the other more transfiguration, and I think on the third it was certainly more atmospheric. So spirit were trying different ways of expression. So I've done there five days. I'd at least like to do five demonstrations whilst I'm Wow. And do you find it still uh, very tiring when you do it or rejuvenating or what, how do you, how do you get in there? And then how do you feel when you're not in trance? Yeah, cool. Um, well, it's a very real thing. So anyone that's not done it before, it's, it's very physical. So um, it starts off like as a, as you, we might enter a meditation, for instance, but there's a lot of invocation during that time. So I'm in my conscious thoughts, I'm saying, friends, gather close. You're welcome here. Come gather close to me. I give you permission to entrance me. So there's, there's a lot of that that goes on, which, of course, I teach. Then I feel that past spirit build there with me and usually a distinct separate personality to my own. And then we sit. And sometimes I can sit for half an hour. Sometimes I can sit for two hours. So depending on the length of time, that has an effect on me, depending on the group assembled. And um, so if you have a very up, positive, uh, well-versed group, then it's a lot less taxing on any medium. 
If you have a group, it's like a balance between people really knowing their stuff and people are sitting there thinking, oh, this is just a, like a joke. This is silly. This doesn't make sense. That, that has a major toll on, on, the, on, on the medium. So I could come out of a trance session and certainly for the first, say, 15 minutes or so, I feel like I've just woken up. That's, yeah. that's really what it feels like. Um, if, it's a, if it's a good energetic group, after, say, 15 minutes, I'm back to pretty much as I, as I, as I, as I am, <laughs> whatever that is. And then uh, if I have a difficult group, I could be affected for a couple of days. Okay, okay. Where I, st- I feel slower and, and even, say, even walking. It's not like I can't walk. But, you know, everything's, like, really tired. I'm so tired by, by you know, just walking and getting food and holding conversations is more difficult. But the majority of, of, of times that, you know, we sit, we sit with nice groups. So uh, it's, it's invariably okay after a while. But it does have an effect on the medium far more than if I were to demonstrate regular mediumship for a couple of hours or see, see, see four clients in a day. I, I'm, I'm very changed by trance as, I'm, as I, I can breeze through mental mediumship, you know, without too much bother. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have yeah. a, a, do you have a preference of what you like better or not really? Is it like picking your favorite mm. kid? <laughs> Well, I knew I knew which kid I'd pick tonight. My little boy was, off tonight. was oh. he? Oh no, <laughs> he was a bad boy tonight. But oh. generally, he's very good. Yes, that was easy, easy decision. Decision. But, <laughs> uh, um, uh, I think that um, no, I don't really have a favourite. I think what I like is the diversity uh, of it. So you know, I think any too much of one thing, we can be, become rather complacent. So. Yeah. You know, I love to I love to demonstrate. I do that a lot. So I have a, I have an extensive demonstrating schedule here in the UK. Um, so I, last night I drove from the north of England home. Um, so it, I can be Scotland, Wales, Northern Ireland, Southern Ireland. So I demonstrate a lot. But then I love to teach. I love the trance, but I also really like one to one readings, yeah. which I know a lot of my colleagues moan about. But I think. Oh, I think because I'm nosy. Yeah. <laughs> I think that I'm really nosy. So you see a client and you don't know where they're going to take you. Yeah. Sometimes it's about lots of wonderful evidence. And sometimes the evidence moves into what the spirit people are doing, what they've seen, who they've encountered, what they've overcome. There's so much of that that's just coming in now. But then sometimes we can hear, you know, sort of a more of an empathic link. And we know if someone's trauma or their delights or their hopes and their ambitions so uh, yeah I, I think it's awesome and uh, um yeah one-to-ones I couldn't do them all day every day yeah but when I do them I tend to thoroughly enjoy them and I think because you have that intimacy in a one-to-one that you don't always have in a demonstration and you have that lovely feedback, which sounds massively self-indulgent. But, you know, if you've done a good job and then your client looks at you and just says, oh, do you know, that was fab or it was great. Yeah. And, and you know, it's changed something, shifted something, moved something. I don't know. I think any kind of therapist or a doctor or a medical professional, when you get some lovely feedback, what's not to love? Yeah. But yeah, so that's awesome. It's like when you know 
when you know the work has made a difference in another mm. human's life and it, it's it is beautiful right absolutely yeah. and because i i don't want to cut, cut over you there but um, we often think that the readings or the dems whatever we do are for the recipient but you know i i think it's equally for us oh yeah <laughs> you know it is isn't it because we have to love it too oh, yes if, if we didn't love it we wouldn't do it yes That's, so there's a there's, there's a there's a real sense of it needs to be good enough for us yeah good enough for our clients but also good enough for the spirit world. Yeah. And I and I, I I've long since recognized here that not that we have to be perfect as readers and mediums, psychics, intuitives, etc. But if we've got a good heart and you know we're doing it for the right reasons. Yeah. Not in a pious way, but you know, the, the, we, we we hit the day with a real hope of wanting to help people. I've always thought this the spirit world will always then maintain and sustain us energetically. Yeah. So you know, we have a bad day and the next day we just feel changed again. And it's not like we've done that much work on ourselves or anyone's given us a cuddle in this world or said too much. We're able to shake things off. Like we'd say like water from a duck's back. You know, we can shake this stuff off. And I really believe that there's a team of spirit around us that really help to maintain us in that way. But not make, making this in the slightest bit elitist, but I think if you've got a, a clean heart, you know, a yeah. good person, yeah, and try at least to hold yourself to a high standard, then that's all spirit want from us. Yeah, yeah, and and it's um, you you have to have a. I always tell students you have to have a passion, like do you. You know, yeah. I uh, there's a passion for that spare world, and um, and it is if if you don't have that passion, I think it'd be really hard to do it long term and and do it over and over and over, right? Without a genuine absolutely, absolutely. And you know, when you consider really what that passion is, because you know, again, years back, I might have just thought that was just about enthusiasm for the work because we find it intriguing. But I think the passion actually ebbs from our own soul self. Yeah. So it's it's almost like being I'm, many so many people say this sort of thing, but they might say, Do you know, I'm in the world and I know I've been born for a reason. I just don't know what it is I'm meant to do. I know I'm meant to serve. So yeah. lots of people then end up going to nursing or becoming doctors <laughs> or other care professionals and counselors. And then of course when we turn up. Yeah, <laughs> and, then, uh, <laughs> and I don't know. If it was, if we, you know, so it's almost like you know, the, the others, and then that's us lot. And uh, we, we we find a way of using intuition ultimately as a way of blessing other people. But what drives us isn't necessarily a conscious thought of I like psychic work, I must do it. It's a heart. Yeah open-hearted feeling here that when we truly in, in, in allow ourselves to, to enter this world, it feels that we are being nurtured. Because I do think sometimes, I can't speak out of term, but I think sometimes we as psychics and mediums and healers, we're almost like the cast of glee. Do you know? We're all sometimes, if you look at us, we, we know we've got through life where we we often uh, were different at school because of our sensitivity. We were told we were daydreamers. Um, and so, so we were this other group of people that often didn't fit into the mainstream of things. Yeah. 
And then suddenly, you know, people might encounter yourself. They may encounter me. And, and it starts to almost tick a box. God, I'm not on my own here. Yeah. And whether even the newcomers, they might even know what the, what the heck we're doing. But they start to recognize we're using intuition and belief and ideas and creativity. And I think they can pick up on this is not normal, <laughs> but in a wonderful way. Yeah. Just, I wouldn't and trade we, it, right? This is why we find such community in, in, our, in our groups. And, you know, I don't, I don't want to keep talking to you, but um, I, I, I travel, as you say, quite a lot. I do I travel a lot. And, I, and I, I'm, you know, my family might say, oh, you know, who you're going to go with and it's going to be okay. And will they look after you? And, and it's always the same thing. Of course, it's us lot. And you, you don't even know these people. But yeah. they're, they're involved in this world. And therefore, you know, no matter where you might go, whether you're going to Germany or Belgium or France, you're going to walk into someone's home and you're going to be hosted and looked after by one of us. Yeah. And it's kind of cute. It's like, you know, it's like having, having family all around the world because we are in some ways uniquely different, innately different um, from, from other earthlings. Yeah, it's, uh, it's you know, it's, it's fun, but it's... Um... It is that beautiful, it is that beautiful connection. And even as you can see, just around the world, right? Like you're saying, you travel with someone from Canada or the U.S. or Australia or, you know, they we, we are making it where we are connected and you're not feeling that alone that when you were a kid, you probably were by yourself or didn't quite realize. And now mm. look at what's happening. You know, we're connecting all around the world to one another. Yeah, absolutely. But don't you see, it's just the internet has been so amazing. For yeah. That. I don't want to sound like an old fossil here talking about the internet. <laughs> but, you know, the fact that, you know, you and I can chat away and we're, we're you know, thousands of miles apart and other people listen, they'd be all around the show. Yeah. And it's, it's just awesome. People don't need to feel alone as they imagine done yeah. in the past. I don't know, but I, I, you know, I have to think this. If we were born in a different era, in a different time and we never knew anything about the words mediumship and seer and psychic then we would have been other things so we may well have been the wise woman in the forest we would have been the herbalist and the shaman we, we would have been possibly i don't know we would have been my, this area where i live it was actually an area where lots of poor ladies and men were believed to be witches oh, you know, right, so they were yeah, burnt right. at the stake i live not far from a place called canood canood and it's, it's massively uh, entrenched in this whole witch culture because people might have seen others at that time that were just using natural ideas of healing modalities and, and, and herbs and ritual, etc. And they would have viewed the whole thing with such suspicion. You see, yeah. like there we were these massive oddities. But you know, I don't know what I'm saying, really. But wouldn't it be kind of awesome <laughs> just everyone to ponder? God, if I wasn't living in this world now and I was born in Greece or, or Mongolia, we'd be the oracles and the seers yeah. and the hobbits and the augurs and all these wonderful old terms. Yeah. Uh, and we wouldn't have the labels of psychic and medium as we have now. Yeah. But I don't know. I think sometimes we might have lost some of the unique gifts of our own spirit. So we all try to work psychically in a similar way, mediumistically in a similar way. But I'm very encouraging of, of all the people I meet at the moment to 
look at their uniqueness and don't allow themselves to be um, uh, developed or allowed to develop in a very formulaic way. Right. You know, we need to bring in some diversity and some personality yes. and unique perspective. I always think, uh, you know, because when working with spirit, it's, it's not, I always say it's not just the spirit world, right? Like, A, I have got to meet them halfway. Like, I got to rise up to meet them. But part of that is through personality, right? Through who yeah. we are. So how you're going to say something versus how I'm going to say something or react or do like, that's what makes it so much fun. And maybe why uh, the messages come through a little differently for different mediums. Absolutely. But you know, you've also nailed that there beautifully because you recognize that unless our, our, our all of our work, mediumistic, psychically, et cetera, it has to be done in a relaxed way if the reader is tense puts too much pressure on trying to, to be good just for goodness is sake, you know just yeah. being good for good sake uh, it never truly works we need to be so relaxed and happy and in our in our in our own power and, and having a lovely time allowing our personality to rise and take precedence even for, for a moment here mm -hmm. and have this kind of attitude Every reading, every demonstration, it is what it is. <laughs> Do you know? And I've yeah. done some horrible demos in the past. <laughs> I've always, I tell everyone this stuff. Where, and the, the, the demonstrations where it's not worked well, you know, I've, I've, I've mislinked and, and been inaccurate. It's when I've put that pressure on myself. <gasps> Tonight, I have to be good. Yeah. Tonight. So in that, my pursuit to be good then I've just been really aware of every no, every quizzical look, uh, uh, anything like that. And then, of course, the flip side of that is the nights when literally I've come off the demonstration and I thought, my God, I can't get any better. This is not, <laughs> not as common as people might run away with things. But there have been nights where it's been so fantastic. I've loved it. Yeah. And there have always been the nights when I've kind of got to do the work and I've had this very carefree, happy, uh, relaxed mm -hmm. uh, way about myself where I recognize that all we have to do is simply surrender to the energy of the space yeah. serve those who, uh, who are assembled here in the best way we can. And I'm going to have fun while I do it. And if you can just bring some fun into the work, as a consequence, you're relaxed, it's easy. As a consequence of that, information flows easier and you're not always going to be bogged down by the negative or I'm not sure. It's, again, it brushes over you and yes. you can truly get on with the work. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and it's, uh, it is fun. I, I'll tell you, it's like when you're in that, uh, that wave that it's like a euphoria. I, I don't know how else to explain it, but you know, you're not even, it's like, you're not even, I mean, you're hearing them and you're talking to them, but it's almost like you're not, you're just in that vibe in that, in that, and it's just the most amazing ride ever. <laughs> It, you're absolutely, it it's like they, it's, I think exactly what it feels like. It's like you mentioned about rising above or um, rising your energy to join them. Yeah. But it is as you're, as you're working with them and for them, they appreciate it, the others in the other world. And it's almost like they take a part of you to the heavens with them. Yes, yes, mm. yes. I will, um, 
I will tell you this, and then we'll take some questions. But it's so. Just can I make one thing about that uh, rising to the heavens with them? Because that is, it it's almost feels like you're being carried, right? And, um, but I will tell you what's really interesting. I don't know if what your beliefs are about animals being in spirit, but oh, I believe really open to that. Yeah, yeah, and so I have this dream about a couple of weeks ago, and I have two Siberian huskies in spirit, and it was just this crazy thing where in the dream. I was watching some lady's house and then there was this canvas veil and they said, lift the veil. So I'm literally lifting this canvas veil. And on the other side was all of this lush and green and flowers. And I saw my huskies with other dogs and other animals. It was so real yeah. and beautiful. And I woke up thinking, wow, they just, I just somehow got an experience of, of what it must be like, you know? Absolutely, absolutely. So, you know, I, I believe very much that all life moves into another space, yeah, all life. Yeah. And um, especially where animals are concerned, um, I, I think that all animals are able to communicate, but truly those that do are those animals that have shared a reciprocal love bond with their, 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 the human you're working with. So if yes. you've got a client or an audience member. So um, animals invariably that come through are animals that have been loved and have loved back. Yeah. So this is last night I was working and I, in my arm, I said, and I've got a chihuahua. <laughs> I've got a cream chihuahua. My baby, she said. And in the same demonstration, had a horse walking behind me. And, it was her, and I, I knew it was her grandfather's horse, much loved. But that's what happens all the time. Yeah. But I'll just say very quickly, I, I had a cow come through it's a few weeks ago and as the audience were laughing to me and I said I've got a black and white Frisian cow coming close to me would anybody here be connected to a black and white so a few people put their hands up I said no 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 this this cow's adored it's like it's like a pet it's part of the family lady put her hand up she maybe me but as soon as she put her hand up said maybe me the cow brought an old lady with it wow then, then, then it's all about the grandma. And I said, the cow and your grandmother, they're friends. So, again, the audience are laughing, thinking, what the hell's going on? <laughs> and the lady told the story to the group that her grandmother had uh, taken a calf whose mother had died. She hand-reared that Frisian cow. It lived in the yard of the farm. It was never slaughtered. It was yeah. she run around the farm as it was. She would call it in. It was she'd get to eat from her hand and follow her around. The, and they were they were mates wow. in, in life. You see, so I'm saying this because not only do I believe that animals can communicate, I also believe they can be wonderful enablers. Yeah. In trying to bring through human contact too. Yeah. And and I don't want to keep saying about animals, but there was another occasion where I had a monkey on my shoulder. This is again a few <laughs> weeks ago. I it's a spider monkey. I've been brought back from the war by wow. a man who serves overseas. A lady responds. And uh, uh, then as soon as she takes the spider monkey, then both of her grandparents come up. And again, the, the idea is, they loved that monkey more than their children. Wow. But then it facilitated <laughs> a, a wonderful link, you see, from their grandparents. Yeah. So it's, it's showing really intelligence from the spirit. And just, just lastly, if you don't mind me saying. Yeah. Especially when I've worked with dogs 
and horses, especially is my experience, that I can work with somebody's beloved uh, horse or dog, of course, and um, they've come for that reason. They're bereft, and that's who they wanted to come. I can go maybe for 30 minutes into that reading, and I forget that that horse is a horse. I forget that dog's a dog because they almost feel human. And it's something about the the the, the, the the, the spirit that then becomes very fluid and it's only really dog, cat, horse, human. That's just really the earth condition. Yeah. But the soul is as vibrant as, and as intelligent as any human, I think, honestly, I've, I've communicated with. So I think absolutely where animals are concerned, we should be far more open to their role in evidential mediumship. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, And just going back to your point of the need to be relaxed, because Mm -hmm. if you were not relaxed and you felt pressure, you were not going to sit there and start with a cow. Right. (laughs) So, right. So the fact Mm -hmm. that you you're going in saying, hey, I'm I'm going to surrender. I'm going to be of service. I'm going (laughs) to relax. I'm going to have fun. And then all of a sudden the cow. Right. Because you're not worried about it being right or being perfect or, uh, you know, listing the facts, you know, that 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 was the facts. It's just allowing Mm -hmm. yourself to bring it through. It's exactly right, because what happens is with fear our mediumship is massively rigid. Yeah. And through fear, I don't know if you ever think here, here they're called the search principle. We quote communicate evidence, reason for coming, tying it Oh, up. okay. I have heard of that. Yeah, I heard yeah. of it. And we, we know in my youth, you know, uh, when I was sort of 18 and I was in training, we were Just like... Just a couple rumb- years ago. <laughs> yeah, you know, weeks ago. We <laughs> oh, sorry. Um <laughs> We, 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 we were, that was drummed into us in yeah. such a way it became so rigid. And, I, and it's taken me years to move out of, I've got a man in his 40s, died of, looks like, yeah. personality in that. And, and some days I, I'm hugely in that. And I think, oh, come on, come on, come on, break free, mm-hmm. break free from that. Yeah. And trying to allow spirit to, paint a picture which is like a, a multifaceted space of awareness where they actually have an opportunity to tell their own story. Yeah. So when it's like that, and that goes on a bit, I teach this a lot in groups now, and, and I'm saying really this idea of being far more passive in mediumship so they can present themselves in the way they want to be described. Yes. So examples are, you know, when I said yesterday, um, I've got a lady here. She works in a sweet shop. She owns the sweet shop. She lived above the sweet shop. I know she has a caliper on her leg. Yeah. Now, in the past, I would have gone, lady, 80, uh, like shopping. (laughs) And it would have been a very different way of describing her because... The thing was the sweet shop, because literally, apparently, as far as my recipient's concerned, yeah, was her entire life. She lived there, worked there, sweets were the thing, or candy, I think you guys say candy. Yeah, we say candy. candy. Yeah, candy. Um, so it was such a, 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 an important aspect of her life, but it also shows real intelligence, because you can imagine that spirit lady wanting to describe herself. yeah in the way that everyone would knew her and she would know that. Oh, yeah. 
And and I always tell, uh, like I try to explain to people. Imagine yourself, and if someone were to describe you, what would you want them to say? Like, if anyone ever comes forward with my age first or my height first, I'm going to beat them. I am going to haunt them. I'm like, like, I have spent years hiding that stuff. Do not sit there and tell a whole audience how old I am. That would be going to get worse. It's the problem. So it is. It is. And and what are we passionate about? Who are we really? And maybe just allowing ourselves to blend with that, you know? Absolutely, yeah, it is, and and you know, it is without going around in circles. It is literally about making all of our communication like a celebration, yeah. it's a family reunion. Yeah, you, humans don't get together and say, "Yeah, you haven't seen your nanny for three years, and she's in the room," and people go, oh. "Yeah," they don't. If they love their granny, oh yeah, grandma, yeah, and it's where it's, what it should be like. Yeah. And I, I always say to people at the end of uh, either a one-on-one or a dem, I always say, you know, not only do I thank you for uh, allowing me this opportunity to serve, I want to thank you for allowing me to meet your loved ones tonight. Because how much fun is that, right? You get, I get, look how many people I get to meet. <laughs> it's, it's, it's so true. And, and, and an extension of that, especially when you, you'll see this happens naturally. When you're working with somebody that's coming through that has been vulnerable, so maybe a child or a yeah. baby or somebody with some learning difficulty mm-hmm. or somebody with Alzheimer's or da-da-da. So you're only talking about their, their human condition. I appreciate that. But uh, it, it's lovely when you hear the medium say something really nice, such as, thank you for trusting me yeah. with your loved one. Because that's because these people are very precious. Oh yeah, incredibly precious. Yeah. And have you ever noticed that um, some people they desperately want a reading? They never truly ever ever commit to having one because their loved ones went meant so much to them that the thought of a medium handling that loved one without respect. Right. Or do you see? You know, mm-hmm. I, I, I think that that happens. A good friend of mine, she lost her son. And he had a lot of issues prior. And she was so worried the first day she went back to sort of go into demonstrations. What if he comes through and they don't do it good enough? Yeah. You know, and there's yeah. something in that. Yeah. You see, people have to learn to trust us. And, of course, everyone listening to this are already working mediums, developing mediums, etc. Mm-hmm. Uh, recognize here that the job we do is it's so vital. Yes. That we do it with humanity. Yeah. You know, we're easy with ourselves, easy with our clients. I never, ever get into this way of telling our clients off. I don't see it so much now, but we had in the UK here a spate of it, the standard was, I'll say something to you and you may say no. Then I might say, hmm, well, when you find out that's true, madam, I want you to give me a call like you're going to bother um, um, apologize to it's like what is that about yeah it's not about the need of the medium to be correct it's yeah. just about relaying the info yeah. some of it they'll get now yeah. and some they may get later yeah but that really smacks off the ego off yeah yeah if you're very very careful how, how we how we pitch that yeah yeah and it's uh you know even uh real quickly and then we'll get to some questions but even with uh you see what's 
people using psychometry. I said, you know, you're you're holding someone's valuable item. Like it means something to them. Hold it with love. Hold it with care. Right. So respect. Hold respect. the space. It's about hold respect. The space. Yeah. And is it is it's like creating ceremony in some ways. Yeah. In in, in the the simplest of readings. Yeah. And not to lose uh, um, focus here. And what we're what we're creating is. A, a god-given gift yes and it's powerful it is you, you know in a very relaxed way we are the shaman we are you know we, we, we are the holy person we're the nearest people can possibly get to touching another world whilst they're here yeah unless of course they develop their own gifts yeah but for regular people we're, we're in a most wonderfully advantageous or yeah yeah wonderfully advantageous position yeah it's um mm. i just heard soul shaman <laughs> oh, beautiful quick. right Copyright. yeah Copyright. hurry up <laughs> so you you you've got an online class called the spiritual teacher can you share what that's about oh thank you very much yeah i've got um um two new online programs mm-hmm. and these these the two new ones i have are specifically for people who are in the US or Canada time zones. Okay. Well, that's open to everyone, but you know, pretty much I sit here uh, uh, working between, when I, when I go live, uh, between 9 p.m. and midnight, one o'clock in the morning, my time. So that makes it sort of afternoon time. Perfect. For people on the other side of the pond. So that's yes. the way, I, that's when I say, it's not elitist, it's US and Canada, but it would suit people in that time zone. So the first one is called the spiritual teacher. Mm-hmm. So it's really giving people an opportunity that are already workers um, of how to learn to become uh, um, the teacher in as much um, how to create a talk, uh, how to create a workshop, how to create a tutorial and a tutorial simply is a merge between talk and workshop. So you present your information and how you might ask other people here to illustrate points with you or on their own for the benefit of group. And those three quite simple uh, uh, um, um, avenues of expression, those words have gone, um, are sort of the bedrock really of how we might converse and convey information. But this particular course, The Spiritual Teacher, I'm also going to try to help people to recognize that so much of what we do needs to be researched and looked at in the way we teach, you know, subject matters, etc. But it also needs to be so flexible that once we have had moments where our conscious mind has been satisfied that we've got the certain points across, that then we allow our mediumship to kick in and we start then to access information that only truly dwells in our heart self as the tutor. And then we almost start to say things that we didn't know we knew. <laughs> and it's then try to dovetail that, you see. Yeah. In, in a way. Yeah. But it doesn't really make sense. But I'm, I've done you know, a lot of teaching courses, but this yeah. one's quite unique. Well, it's uh, kind of like when you... Um... It's kind of honestly, though, it's I mean, I've had the wonderful privilege of seeing you do trance. And when you do that, you know, that information like you it just comes forward. Right. It's such a yeah. it's from this other. And so it, it it's we are all it's all there. Right. So, yeah, it, bringing it forward. And, and that would be such a gift to the students. Oh, uh, 
Well, that's what I think. And I think also, why, why, one of the reasons I'm doing it, I think there's a lot of us mediums and workers. And to recognize here that, oh, that's a major part of what we do. There's such a joy in trying to teach other people what you know. Yeah. From firstly from the head self and then from the heart self. Yeah. And how you might shift lives. So we shift lives to begin with with a confirmation of a life hereafter and guidance that might be given on a human level. And then I think oftentimes we don't necessarily know what else we might do for others to take them to that next stage. And that's really for those that we've been able to bless with enough detail to give them that promise of eternity, there might be a portion of those people that might want them to develop for themselves, either to serve other people or just live healthier, happier, more authentic lives. Yeah. So learning how to teach what we know is unique. And people don't always recognize that. They just think because they know what they know, they're going to be able to express what they know to other people that they might know it too but you do need to know how to teach that's yeah. the thing so, yes yeah so i've got this um spiritual teacher it's not for teachers it's for anyone that's got a, a foundation of mediumship that wants them um to become teachers you know and tutors for the future and then the other program i have is called the advanced spirit worker and that's uh, um 12 uh, three hour lectures pretty much with me uh, and that's uh, covering all things from psychic detection, trance, um, healing modalities, mediumship in, 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 to an advanced level. So they listen to me for three hours and then we have a big Q&A. And then they, I'm, on both the programs, I'm supporting on the Facebook pages for each of those. Oh, wonderful. And then I bring in videos. I'm trying to do weekly videos of things I encounter. Yeah. Uh, um, so that I'm constantly keeping people updated. So it's really an opportunity for people to continue to study with me if they feel that they're going to get something out of that. But I'm also very realistic, you know, that you have to, students need to go where they resonate. Yeah, see. yeah. So um, that's the thing. But if, if anyone's interested in either of those programs, they're they online. Tell me Stockwell.com right. and the details are on. Yeah, I, I, yeah, and I, I gotta, yeah, I, I can't, I can't imagine who, who couldn't resonate with you. <laughs> I'm sure there's some, but we you're, give them blessings. You're, too. you're like, <laughs> you know, you've got God status, Tony. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for it's feeding. So that. true. So true. Um, so we only got like five minutes left, but I, I want to just see if we can answer a couple quick questions from students that posted online, if you don't mind. Um, well, one we just answered. Someone asked, what resources do we recommend if someone cannot attend something in person? Well, this is it. You go to the online. You sign up for an <laughs> online class. You do social media. And... <laughs> You know, and it will make you feel like you're one, right? So um, someone else's question, they said, what tips do you, can you offer if you, like, let's say you feel that you've, you've lost the connection, you know, and how, what tips do you have to either uh, rebuild that connection or how do you hold it? Any, anything you can offer? Yeah, well, it's a lengthy, so I'll do the really, really quick version. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> in mediumship, you can allow the whole thing to become passive and just receive, 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 receive. And mm -hmm. you can easily 
fall out of or or or, or yeah, to become offline if you like you know uh-huh. if you imagine. but if you give uh, um, your mediumship a much greater structure in which you can hang on inspiration so you might say identification um what do they do in the spirit world who are they with in the spirit world what do they see of our world what gifts do they want to bring to the sitter what have they overcome that's also directly um, um, correlates um, with our recipient's life so once you've got a much bigger structure in which to create a message you never truly get bored or offline because you've got an easy go-to place to know okay so this is failing somewhat now let me look at what you do in the spirit world and it reinvigorates the whole thing so it really is a merge really about making your mediumship far more active to begin with yeah so then you have to tick almost boxes of inquiry yes but then eventually you can leave all of the boxes completely and allow your mediumship to flourish as it is but your mediumship will know where to go when you've almost um, exhausted one line of inquiry so it's just giving you lots more lines of inquiry and in this way it's very simple you never feel out of your power you never lose your way because almost there's so much to be done as opposed to anything else, friends. Yeah. Give me something else, friends. Yeah, yeah. 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 I always, uh, I hear students all that give me, give me, give me. And I'm like, don't talk yeah. to anyone like that. If you come up to me and you say, Colby, give me, give me, give me. I'm going to be like, stop it. <laughs> yeah, no, it, it's true. And it, again, I can't stop talking. You have to watch me. But it's this idea of uh, in mediumship, passivity and activity. Activity. Mm-hmm. Gone are the days where all mediumship needs to be passive. There are moments, absolutely it does. But you also need to be uh, um, more mindful, bringing greater intelligence, trying to serve a bigger purpose, trying to give spirit more opportunity to truly say what they need to say. And when you've created a greater structure for that, then, then you can then relax with passive moments yeah. for them to feel your awareness with truly what they want to to say yeah it's it's beautiful and when you're in that moment they're gonna the recipient even the room they're gonna feel that they're gonna feel that love that energy they're gonna feel that connection even if it's not their loved one right <laughs> no, no. but you know you, you you must remember of course maya angela famously said yep. and i get this right people often forget what you've said they'll forget what you've done well, they'll never forget how you made them feel. Yeah. And that's so powerful. And that's exactly in the readings that we do, all of us, in the readings we do, people should be impacted, not just with the detail, but also with our, our, our passion and our compassion. Yeah. And, 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 yeah, they feel they've been nurtured and listened to in the time they were with us. Yes. Well, that is uh, about the end of our time. Oh. It went by quickly, right? Not so bad, huh? <laughs> yeah, do another well, one. One a.m. never felt so good, did it? Well, I want to, uh, you know, thank you. I, I do just so appreciate it from the bottom of my heart that you came on tonight. Um, it means the world to me. I know it means the world to the listeners. 
And, thank you. Uh, anytime. I always enjoy speaking to your co-op. Oh, anytime. Thank you. And again, all the classes, everybody, we've got the Omega coming up just in the next week, July 9th, July 13th, and your two online classes. So TonyStockwell.com. Just, I mean, everybody knows who you are, but let's just put it out there because there's so many people looking for resources, looking for places yeah. to learn, and why not learn from one of the greatest? Yeah. And if they're, I mean, if they're in New Jersey, I'm there this year. Yeah, in Boston, I'm back this year. Oh, yeah. And, uh, yes, I'm, I'm around. So they, they can see on the site. You You're know. everywhere. <laughs> I'm around, yes. I'm a Miley Granger. I just morph everywhere. <laughs> well, thank you very, very much. And uh, no have, a, have a good night. Get some rest, okay? I will. Thank All right. you so much. All right. God bye, bless. Tony. Thank you so much, darling. Bye-bye. A star, but only strictly where I'm famous. I'm in this foot along this hall, like we'll see where it takes us. I'm throwing back these double shots like whiskey here is weightless. Cause cause this career I chose was even riskier than Vegas, yo. It's cutting into your exercise time. It's stabbing you in the back nine. And it's attacking your peace of mind. It's pain, and it's getting in between you and the life you want to live. CBD Medic targets your pain at its source. It's fast-acting relief with active OTC ingredients, plus the added benefits of THC-free hemp oil. Get back to your life with CBD Medic, available online and at CVS. These statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. It's cutting into your exercise time. It's stabbing you in the back nine. And it's attacking your peace of mind. It's pain, and it's getting in between you and the life you want to live. CBD Medic targets your pain at its source. It's fast-acting relief with active OTC ingredients, plus the added benefits of THC-free hemp oil. Get back to your life with CBD Medic, available online and at CVS. These statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease.